Welcome to Tenemini Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana. And we are going to be talking about the Sunday School lesson today. And we're going to be in the book of Deuteronomy 18, where the Sunday School lesson comes from, 15 through 22. And it talks about prophet of deliverance. Right? Right. Prophet of deliverance. And we're going to be talking about Moses. Moses is going to be talking about a prophet that will deliver them out of their troubles. Mm -hmm. Jesus is a prophet that is of deliverance and he will deliver you out of your troubles if you allow him to. That's right. <laughs> right? That's right. Okay, so the first verse in the Sunday School lesson starts in 15. Remember we're in Deuteronomy 18 and 15. Yes. And it starts out... The Lord thy God will raise up unto you thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him ye shall hearken. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, one might ask, hmm, he's going to raise up a prophet. For what? Mm -hmm. So, to understand why Moses said this, you have to go back. And but Moses was talking to the children of Israel, and he was giving them instruction when you read this whole chapter, when you start in the beginning. And he was giving them instructions about how to treat the priests and Levites when they come to town, or when they're in their cities, or whatever the case may be how to treat them, and all of these things. Then he goes on to say, and he talks about, as you go into this land that God has given you, he says, do not mix with all of the people that are um, practicing divination, uh, fortune tellers, um, interpreting omens, sorcerers, charmers, uh, mediums, necromancers, uh, ne necromancers mm -hmm. all of these people that are doing all of this stuff they said this he says it's an abomination to God mm -hmm. to follow these folks mm -hmm. he says you shall be blameless to the Lord our God right mm -hmm. for these nations which you are about to um, dispossess dispossess he said listen to fortune teller uh, listening to fortune tellers and uh, diviners he says, that ain't what you're supposed to do. God is not allowing you to do that. So, you might ask, well, okay, these are the people that we was listening to back in Egypt. These are who we've been, you know, if, who's going to leave when you're gone? Mm -hmm. So, the question came up. So, this is why Moses is giving them some answers. And he's saying, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you. So, don't worry about it. When the time comes, you'll get a prophet like me. Right. And, and he says, from your brothers, it is to him you shall listen. To him you shall hearken. Mm -hmm. Once he comes out, this is who you should listen to. And he's talking about Jesus. And it's, and it, and it's an awesome thing because you remember, Moses has so much wisdom and information because he spent so much time with God. 
you have to think about what Moses is saying and Moses is telling them about Jesus whom everybody he's talking to will never see him <laughs> Jesus came and you know Moses was in a time way before the prophets way before the kings way before all of those people way before the Pharisees and Sadducees during the 400 years right. you know he was and then Jesus came Moses is talking about a man who's coming maybe five, six hundred years later. So, you know, so it's awesome the information that he has, but he's using this information and telling them not to worry. He goes on in 16 to say, according to all that thou uh, desirest of the Lord thy God in Horeb, in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire any more that I die not. So in 16, he says, Just as you desire of the Lord your God at Horeb, on the day of the assembly, when you said, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord, my God, or see this great fire in any more, lest I die. 17 says, And the Lord said to me, They are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I commanded him. God says that they were right for not wanting to talk to me. <laughs> Remember that when they was um, when he got the when Moses was going up the mountain, mm. it was like a lot of thunder and lightning, all of these things going <laughs> off, and oh, yeah. God's voice, and they saw all of this. I mean, just it was so much going on, and oh, yeah. God's voice was speaking, and they said it sounded like thunder. It was a lot going on at the top of that mountain, and they could hear his voice talking, and they was like. And Moses was like, let's go. And they like, no, you go. We're not going up there. You speak for us and we'll just listen to you. They were scared. Yeah. Whatever the Lord tells you for us to do, we'll do that. But you go on your own. Right. Lord said, yeah, they were right for doing that. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. 17 says, and the Lord said to me, they have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. So, God is foretelling Jesus being born through one of the tribes, and once he's born, he will be the one who is speaking to them, and they will be the one who is listening to him. He will command them. 19 says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my word, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. Wow. Whoever doesn't listen to him going to have to answer to me. That is a conversation you don't want to have. Right? When God is telling you ahead of time, yeah. I got his back. Yeah. 
crazy. If Jesus wasn't even here yet. He's like, I already got his back. And if you don't yeah. listen to him, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> be crazy if you won't. Yeah. Now, when you go to Revelation and you look at Revelation 1 and you see what God's throne room looks like and what you see in there and everything, and you, you don't want to go in that room without Christ pocket. on your side. You just don't want to go in there out of pocket, right? You, right. Just... you always want your representative. The room is intimidating enough, and then you don't want to go in there on the wrong side of everything. You just, <laughs> you know what I mean? You just don't want to go in there like that. So he says in 20, But the prophet, which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even the prophet shall die. He said, when, you know, you have these people, these prophets, yeah. and they're, they're coming in and they prophets, first of all. Mm -hmm. You know, P-R-O-F, <laughs> you don't spell it with it. It's P-R-O-F-I-T, prophet. You know, oh. right. <laughs> and, and you listen to these guys, and, and they just taking your money in, and they ain't really saying nothing God said. And God says, they don't have to answer to me, too. He says, in 20, ESV version, it says, But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. There's no question about being a false prophet. You don't have long to live when you do this. No. You might be like, well, I've been living a long life and I've been getting over. Yeah, but when you go into your afterlife, it's a wrap. You're not talking about this life here. <laughs> right? Oh. Yes. Pastor Danny says, blessings to you all, first of all. Then he says, it will be a misunderstanding. I think he was talking about when we're going to the throne. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a misunderstanding. <laughs> it's going to be some furniture moving in. It ain't going to be... <laughs> it's going to be a problem, for real. It's going to be a real big misunderstanding. <laughs> well, actually, it ain't going to be no misunderstanding. You're going to know exactly why you're going to hell. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Right. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, because you're acting a fool. It's, it's going to be a problem. Stop it. Get, get right. Stop it. That's going to be a problem right there. Yeah. We're talking about, and then, and, and as we, he talks about these false prophets, mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> what good is it doing you to come in the name of Christ mm -hmm. and speak a false word mm. in the name of of the God who made you. Why, why would, it's not going to profit you anything good to do that. You got to know money is not that important. <laughs> money, I'm going to tell you this. Money is so unimportant. There is a pandemic that just happened. One virus. This ain't even a disease. This was a virus. One virus swept across the world 
and stopped everything. This was one virus that went all over the world and it stopped the world. And the world has totally changed from what it was just two years ago. I mean, 2020 was on hold. I mean, the world was just on pause for months. And we're still going through that. And we're still going through that right now. All because of one virus. Right? Egypt had ten plagues. This was just one virus. We got to do better. Everything is put on hold. I mean, to be to be on God's bad side is just not. It's not what it do. And no amount of money. No amount of money can help you in that. What does the scripture say? The rich and the poor have the same thing in common. Yeah. Death. Death. <laughs> Death. Everybody go. Yeah. There is no, you know, there you is. can't buy your way out of, out of trouble when it comes to God. You can't buy, buy your way out of Corona. No, you can't buy your way out of Corona. It's not going to work. Too much going on. And like the scripture tell you, your faith has made you whole. Yeah. That means in everything, your faith. Whole. Right. You know, Which means if if your faith makes you whole, mm-hmm. without your faith, you just have. Yeah. <laughs> you just a piece. Because yeah. it's your faith in God that makes you a whole. That's it. Right? That's it. Stay in Christ. Stay in Christ. So in 20, it, it keeps going and it says, but the prophet who presumes to speak a word in the name that I have not commanded him to speak or who speaks in the name of God other gods little g you speak it in the name of other gods he said these people are going to die it is not even a question he's not saying they may die or they're going to die you speak it in the name other than gods and even if you speak it in God's name and he didn't give it to you. Which means you're lying on God. I don't see how people do that. But they do it every day. We see it all the time. That's true. 21 says, And if you say it in your heart, how may we know the words that the Lord has spoken? So they're like, well, okay, if a false prophet comes to us, how will we know? If he's a false prophet or not, how are we supposed to tell? Mm -hmm. 22 says, when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or come true, that is a word that the Lord has not spoken. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's it. The easiest way to tell a false prophet is to listen to the prophecy, and if it comes true or not, and most likely... It won't when it comes to the false prophet. That's right. It's not going to come true. God is not going to allow it to come true coming out of their mouth. Mm. That's right. He said this prophet has spoken in presumptuously. Mm -hmm. You need not to be afraid of him. Mm 
So you hear some prophet prophesying to you all this bad stuff on your life and over your kids and over your husbands and over your wives and all of this stuff. And they saying all these things that ain't got nothing to do with your life right now. And you know that you are good with God and everything been going well and you just happen to go to this church and this guy or this woman is telling you all of this crazy stuff. Don't listen to that mess. <laughs> Don't do that. We just we just laughing. They just they said all this bad stuff. They don't even know you. And they don't know God either. Sunday school lesson. Yeah. Moses is giving the children of Israel. He's he's preparing now for a time when he's not here. Yeah. We as pastors, uh, preachers, bishops, you know, mm -hmm. anybody that has somebody in their church and they're, or, you know, you got somebody under you, you need to prepare the people for a time when you're not here anymore. That's true. That's true. Yes. Pastor Danny says, most of the time, God has already put in your spirit, and the prophet is just confirming it. Oh, he put, he put prophet, P-R-O-F-I-T, but I think he right, meant, right. <laughs> he meant prophet, P-R-O-F-I-T. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so... And, and that's a good point because a prophet is going to confirm. Yeah. And this is another way that you can tell when you're being prophesied to. Mm -hmm. The prophet is not going to tell you something that you don't already know. Yeah. God didn't already talk to you about it. And the reason he's giving it to the prophet is because you're not listening. Yeah. And sometimes he'll give it to him just to give you a confirmation. And you're like, okay, you know what? Once you hear it, you'll be like, I talked to the Lord about that. Or you say something like, somebody else told me that today. Mm -hmm. Which means you're really not listening. And God got to tell a couple people to tell you. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, that's that's another way. Um, getting confirmation. Pastor Danny's right on that. That's because Pastor Danny's a prophet himself. Oh. Okay. So, me. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Danny is a prophet himself. So, I mean, and that's what it is. It's all about confirmation when you, when you when you get prophesied to. So, if you hear something that's out of pocket that don't make sense in your life and God ain't even told you, okay. <laughs> right. you, you, you already know that ain't real. Because gotcha. God, the, the prophet is not going to tell you something that God didn't already talk to you about yourself. Mm. Yeah. Okay, okay. That is true. I'm still learning. <laughs> we all still learning. Mm -hmm. So let's get to our questions. Oh, okay. That's that was, and that's the lesson. Lesson was pretty short this week. Mm -hmm. um, but it's some good stuff in there when you're talking about it, especially when you hear about Moses and he, he's explaining how God is going to raise up a prophet just like himself. Right. When you understand that Jesus is the prophet, he is the apostle. He is the high priest. He is the everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes, he is. Right? So the first the first um, statement, and if you got one, just jump on in there. 
Um, the first statement says, God's prophecies will always be fulfilled. There isn't a prophecy on this earth that God has put out that's not going to come true. Mm-hmm. Once it gets put out there, it's going to come true. That's right. When Jesus came, Jesus tells you, I didn't come to change anything. I just came to fulfill the prophecies that's already out there. All right? Two says, the retirement of a trusted leader can be a time of great stress. That can be true if you didn't prepare yourself or your church for a time when you're not going to be there. That's true. You'll create that stressful thing yourself. Or if you got people in place and they're fighting over who should be this, that, and the other. That's why it's so important to get that out the way early. You get that done. You always put somebody in place to cover you after you're gone. Yeah. It's a lot of churches and there's a lot of people who just go out and they don't put somebody specifically in place mm-hmm. and the church is in an uproar or the church ends up dispersing because somebody died suddenly and nobody was in charge after that. Yeah. It is very, very important for the longevity of your church to have a leader that leads and he picks another leader that's supposed to lead after him. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just like anybody having in your household. You know, you men want sons. Why? Because they carry on the name. Mm-hmm. So in your in God's house, it's the same way. Mm-hmm. You are a pastor, or whatever the case may be. You want to have somebody in place that's going to lead after you. Yeah. You want to be able to train them because you want their church to be led the same way you led it. Mm-hmm. You know. So, put them in place. Putting all of these people on the sidelines and don't let them work. That ain't going to, I mean, that time is gone. The church the way it used to be, that's out. It's gone. All these churches trying to hold on to that old stuff, 2018 and back, it's done. It's a wrap. It's a new day. God did this on purpose. (laughs) Fix the churches. Make the longevity of the church. I I was going to say, I guess the number four coincides with that one because it says God provides guidance for his people. Right. So through the leader, he needs to provide guidance when he's not there. Right, right. And that's exactly what Moses did. Oh, Pastor Danny says there should always be an Aaron in the church. Yes. That's right. There's always supposed to be an errand in the church. Yeah. When Moses passed away, God had already chosen, um, he had already chosen, mm-hmm. um, uh, <laughs> uh, what were you trying to say? The name of the guy God chose after, after Aaron, uh, man, after Moses, Joshua. 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 Yeah. Man. So oh Joshua God. got chosen, uh-huh. and you see where it looks like when you read the scripture, it says God calls on Joshua and he tells him to get up and, and go, you know, because yeah. you're next in line. Mm-hmm. But when you read throughout 
Exodus, mm -hmm. throughout Deuteronomy, throughout all Leviticus, and all of these different books before uh, Moses passes away, mm -hmm. you see Joshua doing things. Mm -hmm. He's right with Moses. Yeah, because he's on the mountain. He's on the mountain he's with not Moses. Down there with the people. Right. He right was down. he was right with Moses, mm -hmm. learning how to be the next leader. So, I mean, you always train somebody. Right. Right? Um, you said four. Yeah, God provides guidance for his people. Mm -hmm. Three says, the source of all spiritual truth is the Bible. The source of all spiritual truth is the Holy Scriptures. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 66 books in this Bible, but it's more scriptures than just the 66 books. The 66 books was put together by the Catholic Church, but they left some, they pulled some books out of there, yeah. and some of those books that they pulled out of there are still scripture, so don't just think that the 66 is all you got, but it can be all you need mm -hmm. you don't have to go beyond that, but if you do it's not a problem <laughs> yes. long as everything and see when, and I get asked this question, you know can you go beyond, is there anything beyond the Bible? Yes, it is. Of course it is. Mm -hmm. It's some books that, that were in the canon before the 66 books were just, you know, put together. Because there was more books in the Bible back in the days. and um, Like the book of, um, you have the book of Enoch, you have the book of um, Jasher, Maccabees. Maccabees. Mm -hmm. A lot of those books were in the canon for years right. before they got pulled out. But, you know, all you have to do, and when I tell people, when, I, when they ask me this question about these books, mm -hmm. make sure that the books that you read that are scripture coincides or can be witnessed by the 66 in the Bible. Right. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it, it's all got to still make sense, mm -hmm. you know. So the source of all scriptures in truth is the Bible or is the Holy Scripture. So if you read beyond the Bible, make sure that those scriptures that you are reading really coincide or they, they um, match up with the Bible scriptures. Right. Right? That's right. Five says, only God can appoint spiritual leaders for his people. Mm -hmm. We forget that so much. True. Who puts you in charge? Mm -hmm. God puts you in charge. We have to know that the leaders that we have in place are in their lead because God put them there. Right. Man didn't put them there. God put them there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes man forget that they didn't put them there. <laughs> When you are called to minister, or you are called to pastor, or if you are called to do this, if you are called to do that, you let your pastor know, and your pastor will say, I will train you. A lot of pastors say they won't do it. Some will, some won't. But if God has called you to minister, or pastor, or preach, or teach, or whatever the case may be, um, make sure that you are with somebody who will totally train you 
in what you are supposed to be. It's nothing worse than ministers that don't minister, pastors that don't pastor, teachers that don't teach. You see what I mean? You can't be on the sidelines with your title and you're not doing anything. The reason God put you in these churches is because those things are needed. Mm-hmm. Now, it's up to the leaders of these churches to make sure that you get used in the way that God wants you to be used, not the way that the pastor wants you to be used. Right. Because that church is not the pastor's church. It's God's church. In this church here, That's right. I am just the keeper. I'm like an innkeeper. And I make sure that I keep this church the way God wants me to keep it. When he sends people to this church, remember what Jesus says, no one comes to me unless the Father sends them. Mm -hmm. That's our example. So if somebody is coming to this church, if they are um, a pastor or they're a a prophetess or if they're an evangelist, God sends these people to this church for a reason because those things are missing in the church and they need to be utilized in the church because that's what God wants. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to use these people according to the gifts that God put in there. Mm -hmm. A lot of these people sit on the sidelines and those gifts are not being manifested in the church and they wonder why the church is not growing. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. All of the churches have to grow according to God. When we read in the book of Acts, and we're going through the book of Acts in our Bible study on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. you see how God, it tells you over and over in the book of Acts that God makes the increase. Right. As long as the apostles were doing their job and doing what they're supposed to be doing, God made the increase. Right. Even when they were supposed to be um, adding people to the church, as far as leaders was concerned, the apostles didn't even the apostles didn't even want anything to do with the process. They was like, "You get seven people that you guys want, and vote them in." Mm-hmm. We are still working with the scriptures. That's our job. That's what they told them. Right. So the people picked the seven, mm-hmm. the evangelists, right? right. It wasn't even up to the pastor. Mm. Okay. We have to do things according. Why? Because that's God's house. Right. It's God's house. It's not our house. Right. We have to know that. Six. God's word cannot fail. But man's word without doubt will fail. God's word can't fail. Man's word Man's words will fail. Yeah, without a doubt. Know the difference. Go to church for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a lot of times that when you go to church and you're going because you love the pastor, which is fine. Mm-hmm. That's great. You should love your pastor. Mm-hmm. But don't love the pastor to the point where if he's sick one day or he has to be out of town and when he goes out of town, you don't show up because he's not there. Right. We're supposed to go to church. Go to church for the right reason. You go to church because of God. Right. 
your relationship with God is supposed to be so strong that whether the pastor's there or not, you go. Now, it's up to the pastor to teach that. <laughs> Here at this church, this is what we teach. We don't teach you to um, cater to me. We teach you to cater to God. You come here because of God, not because of me. Learned it because and what happens when that happens? Now that we have this pandemic, a lot of churches are closed. Some, may, some of them are not going to open anymore. And the ones that are open, people don't go. Why not? Because they're scared. But why are they scared? Because they didn't get taught or got rooted and grounded enough to have enough Christ in their own lives to sustain them so when these pandemics happen, you could still go to church and you're still strong in Christ, but you're not, you wasn't taught that, so you don't have that. And now you'll go to church and when it was 120 people in the church, now it's only 15. Because they wasn't taught how to sustain themselves in case something like this happens. We have to get better at teaching these people how to be in Christ and what it truly means to be in Christ. Very important. Seven says, it's a very serious thing to speak proudly as if representing God while not actually doing so. And that is something that we really have to work on as all of us. This is just not on the leaders. This is everybody. Really work on being in Christ. I mean, for real. And then walk the walk. Instead of just talking about it, walk it. If you are truly in Christ, you will do what you're, what you will do. What you what he says do, but you will also do what you claim to be preaching and teaching about. Right. And I don't mean just preaching and teaching as leaders. I mean preaching and teaching you telling everybody else how holy you are. Mm-hmm. You need to show that as well. Right. <laughs> do what you say you are. Yeah, do what you say you are. Mm-hmm. I always tell leaders this too, you know. You know, we was having this conversation not too long ago about women pastors and women preachers and stuff like that. And they were asking me, what do I think about it? And I'm like, look, you can call yourself whatever you want, man or woman. This is is how I feel about it. But long as you do the job that you say you are called to, you say you are called, whether you male or female, you call yourself a bishop, you say you're a bishop, you say you're an apostle, you say you're a preacher, you say you're a pastor, whatever you call yourself, just make sure you're doing the job that you say you were called to do. That's all I got to say about it. Because at the end of the day, you have to answer to God. Whether you're male or female, at least when you go to God, you can tell him I did the job. <laughs> So, uh, that's all I got to say about that. Eight says, God provided mediators between himself and his people. God provided mediators between himself and his people. There's only one mediator. 
That's only Jesus Christ. That's it. Don't agree with that one. No. <laughs> so, the only mediator that we have is Christ. Christ. Now, my job as pastor is to allow people, to teach people anyway, mm-hmm. how to come to Christ. That's, right. That's all I can do. I can't save you, but I can show you how to stay saved. Once you get saved, I can help you stay there. That's my job. Like I said, I'm an innkeeper. Once you come into the house of the Lord, I'm supposed to help you stay comfortable. That's my job. That's, That's what I do. Don't do that now it says, the faithfulness of a prophet was established by the fulfillment of his predictions. The faithfulness of a prophet was established by his fulfillment of his prediction. That's not true either. Mm-hmm. The faithfulness, you had, but you went on. <laughs> yeah, the faithfulness of a prophet mm-hmm. is his relationship with God, and right. because his relationship with God right. is great, then God will fulfill his predictions mm-hmm. because God will give it to him. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ten says God will punish anyone who disobeys the message of his spokesman. God does that. If you God, God, you have to heed the word that God gives you. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, um, and and Pastor Danny can um, vouch for this too, mm-hmm. and and um, Prophetess Tia. They tell people stuff all the time. God tell you this. God says this. God says that. It's still up to you to adhere to the to the warnings. Yeah. You have to adhere to the warnings. Oh, yeah. Their job is to warn you or to get tell you stuff. Just like they can give you great news, they can give you bad news. Yeah. If you don't turn your life around. I mean, the Bible is full of prophets telling them to turn around and change their ways. Before it's too late. Before it's too late. And you see in the Bible, especially the Old Testament, where they listen and the people are blessed, or they don't, and the people perish. God is an absolute God. There is no in-between. You're either going to listen to Him and be blessed by that or you're going to not listen and things going to fall apart for you. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right? That's right. God always gives us a way out. Mm-hmm. So this lesson today is Moses really um, trying to prepare his people mm-hmm. for when it's going to be a time that they can look forward to that he won't be there. Right? And it's very interesting, the time frame, because Moses is, like I said, he's about six, seven hundred years later. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about Jesus, who's six, six seven hundred years later. But at the same time, he's, he's talking on a spiritual basis, like, this time was my time, and now there's going to be another one. But he's going to come. To deliver you. To deliver you. Right. 
I was here to get you out of Egypt. He's going to be able to get you out of sin. Yeah. <laughs> to get you out of hell. Right? So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's a, it's a whole different thing now. But uh, Moses was preparing the people, and he gave them a word, and they passed that word on and on and on and on. So even this day, they still talk about Moses. Yeah, they do. Right? So it's always um, an honor mm -hmm. when God blesses you with longevity to the point where you get to see, and you know, like, you see... Uh, Jacob and Isaac and mm -hmm. Abraham and how God always told them about things they would never see. Mm -hmm. But he had promised them that these things will take place. He told them about things that they would never see. Things that was beyond them. You know, and it's always an honor and a privilege to hear from God on a level that you know once you're gone... Your people is taken care of right. by God. <laughs> Not just taken care of on a natural level, but taken care of spiritually going on. Right. You know? So, I mean, it's always an awesome thing. So, you know, as a pastor or even just a father or a mother in your home, mm -hmm. you know, the longevity of your family, uh, of your heritage or inheritance it, it really depends on you and your relationship with God. Right. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for the scriptures that we read today. We thank you for uh, allowing us to see um, the Moses, how he transcends from one area to another and we can put that into our own lives and See how we can move forward and how we can move on. And once we are gone, you'll still take care of our families. You'll still take care of our church. You'll still take care of us on a spiritual level, not just a natural level. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you for all of your guidance through the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. We pray and say amen. Stay blessed and faithful. Good night.